who goes there? Can't remember the first time I ever heard that. I don't know if it was a cowboy movie and somebody at the fort, you know, the cavalry and all that, or if it was a war movie. Um, don't remember. But the there part, we began addressing a little earlier uh, with the first in the responsive reading and then a few moments ago in the meditative reflection um, we considered that without the where that the landscape provides we wouldn't have a place to be human. Playing out our schoolyard adventures. Our human beingness, whatever else it might be described as, is somehow linked in our individual and shared experiences to this observable exterior existence. Even though most or all of our experience actually takes place between our ears. But without the earth, where would we be? There's so much about ourselves that we are still, still learning. Aspects of our essential natures, the nature about and by which we might still be surprised. I enjoy both Emerson's expression of the higher origin of things, uh, events, than I call mine, the, than the will I call mine, and O'Donohue's uh, poetic reference to the clayness of humankind and the experiences that are a part of us uh, to which we've not directly contributed. Does that make sense to you that we are and have experiences that we didn't participate in? That's, that's a little out there to try to grab, but uh. I enjoy the idea that there is both longing and stillness within me that are not just me. And because they're not just me, and I'm jumping ahead of myself here, but because they're not me, that means I don't have to discount the beauty that's there as something I'm not worthy of, or something I have to be perfect to have, or something I have to do um, to earn, because it's not just me. How many of you have ever heard it said that we dislike most in other people what we dislike about ourselves or something akin to that, that we hate most in other people what we hate about ourselves or what agitates us in other people is stuff we don't like about ourselves? I mean, how many of you have heard some form of that? How many of you think there's some truth to that? About the same 
There are people that aren't voting. <laughs> How many of you think that's just blarney? Okay, I don't see any hands. Do I need to define blarney? <laughs> These are recorded, so I don't. Okay. Well, it's the time of the year that I pretty regularly make reference to birds in my yard that come and begin banging their heads on this reflective window. Utterly preoccupied. It started out being cardinals, and for the last couple of years it has been an oriole. Always it's the most brilliant and outstanding bird in the yard. Whichever one it is that gets fascinated like Narcissus with its own reflection is the, is the most outstanding bird in the yard. I mean, it's the most visible, the, the, the most colorful. The, uh, always it begins by trying to negotiate something with what it sees. It'll land and it'll sing for just a second, you know, try something out. And then it pecks lightly. And then it gets a little more insistent. And before it's over with, it's flying up and down the window, just pecking the daylights out of it in this frenetic Tarantella-like dance. The bird doesn't know that's itself. It feels threatened. By what is its own. Always what becomes its perceived worst enemy is itself. Like so many of us, it becomes, and I'm, and I'm referencing some O'Donohue here, I like his imagery a lot. We become marooned on the surface of our lives. Where if we penetrated just a little deeper, we'd get below or beyond the place where all of the destruction happens. The place that we're assaulted, the place that that reflection that can be so easily distorted sits. I, I was looking for sunglasses, and they had a little mirror in the sunglass stand. And you could no more see what I'm accustomed to seeing as a reflection in that little mirror you know, than, the, than the man in the moon, but... Uh, Who's to say that that's the distorted reflection and what I typically see is not? We have agreed upon reflections, right? Things that we think are accurate representations, but still we contend with ourselves and against these reflections and against our projections. We hide and lie in wait, hoping to catch our shadow off guard. Have you ever tried to catch your shadow or run from your shadow? When you were a kid, I mean, play games with your shadow. 
I think mostly because we don't see that it is in fact ourselves with which we are striving. So as the old comic strip, Pogo, said, we have met the enemy and it is us. This is 1971, prehistory for a lot of you. And not (laughs) for a lot of the rest of us. But we're prepared to stop these threatening intruders somehow. You know, we're on guard and ready to deal with what we think might be coming because we feel threatened. Who goes there? Or at least distance ourselves from the problem maker. Uh, to quote an old Jackson Brown song, which again shows my age, no matter how fast I run, I can never get away from me. No matter where I am, I can't help thinking I'm just a day away from where I want to be. And still, we may not quite grasp that this experience is shadow boxing. I mean, we really have to stop with each individual that hits hits our triggers and go, okay, what is it about them That's me. What is it about them that's part of my history or upbringing or or personal orientation? We just don't recognize ourselves. We... We don't recognize the brilliance that is our own beautiful nature either. It's not just the people that we don't get along with. We're threatened by things that we think are too good or not good enough. But that which we are most resisting may be what is most beneficial for us. Our perfect teacher. Don't you just hate that? That which we are fighting in the world around us may well give us the clues that we need to embrace in ourselves and carry into the stillness that is not of our making. As we carry it into that place of welcome, we begin to learn more about who we are and find out that we are not the enemy, that we are not the enemy. Pogo was wrong. We don't have to run from us. It's who we think we are that we're running from. Not who we really are. There's a poem that my grandmother 
used to quote to me when I was very young. And I felt somehow that I wanted to include it. It's uh, called Myself by Edgar A. Guest. And uh, you can make your own judgments about the quality of the poetry. There have been some modernizations done to this version because in the old version there was the word pelf. Not something that's used a lot these days. Anyway, I have to live with myself and so I want to be fit for myself to know. I want to be able, as days go by, always to look myself straight in the eye. I don't want to stand with the setting sun and hate myself for the things I've done. I don't want to keep on a closet shelf a lot of secrets about myself and fool myself as I come and go into thinking that no one will ever know the kind of person I really am. I don't want to dress myself up in a sham. I want to go out with my head erect and I want to deserve all men's respect. But here in the struggle for fame and wealth or pelf, I want to be able to like myself. I don't want to look at myself and know that I'm bluster and bluff an empty show. I can never hide myself from me. I see what others may never see. I know what others may never know. I never can fool myself, and so whatever happens, I want to be self-respecting and conscience-free. Who goes there? Who, do we know who we are? And there, the awareness, the here, we've looked at. So the part that remains is the going. Guarding those spaces, those fortified, hallowed, hollow hallways only exhausts our resources and reserves. Your time, your energy goes into defending things that aren't really you. The wonderful ways we come to realize that the interior worlds of all of us are. What we see reflected in the civilization around us makes us want more and more to generate truer reflections. If you look at the world and understand that everything in it is our human reflection or what we've done to it, doesn't it make us want to change what it's reflecting? The who is us, the where is here, the there is here. 
Who we know ourselves to be plays heavily into where we find ourselves and where we are headed. The ever new and unsearchable truth calls us on. So what are we waiting for? 